The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle for salvation. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 35 of the Battle for Salvation Warhammer Underworlds podcast. I am Max Bernstein. I am Randall Slate. And with us today, we have Stefan Breyer. Stefan Breyer, that's how you pronounce it? Bye, <laughs> Bye. See, we should have talked about this beforehand. Well, how are you doing, Stefan? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we're going to get to you in just a second. Uh, today we're talking about Miari's Purifiers. Really excited to talk about this. Just a couple of announcements before we get started. Um, we have two tournaments coming up, actually. We thought we only had one, but the second one got uh, announced today. The first one is the Straight Out of Shade Spire uh, webcam tournament that uh, has been going on for a while now. Uh, the next iteration will be on February 6th at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, little word to the wise, the Ravagers expansion cards and Warband, Warband will not be legal at this tournament because a lot of people won't have them yet. Um, it's on the day that they come out and apparently there's like, people are worried about maybe them not being available to some, uh, some players and not others. So, uh, don't bring the Ravagers if you were planning on it. Um, so that one is again, February 6th. That's next Saturday, the day that the, uh, the day that the Ravagers come out. Um, and then just announced today is the Vassal Skirmish 2 that will take place on February 20th. That starts at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It will be seven rounds, best of one format. Um, and uh, and yeah, that should be a good one. They haven't done one of those in a while. Um, I, I believe that Ravagers will be available at that time. And all the cards are there. I haven't heard to the contrary. So those are the two uh, big online tournaments uh, to sign up for, be aware of, jump in there, play some games. Let's go. Come on, everybody. All right. On to the main thrust of this episode stefan how are you doing yeah i'm feeling really good thanks for having good. me and, and hey thanks for coming on you're our first international guest not from the uk unless you want to call gerard international he lives in the united states but he's from spain but uh but it's good to like kind of you know move on to other regions um can you tell us uh, how you got into the game yeah, uh, basically my brothers uh, bought, got me into the game. They they bought uh, well my underworld stuff when right when the Thundrix came out, Thundrix okay. and Eutharis. and yeah, then everyone just bought a. We bought some basic sets, some Nightfall sets, and yeah, everyone got his his warband, and yeah, and they asked me, hey, want to join us? And yeah, they know I like those type of games. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a Magic the Gathering uh, history, uh, like background, right. and I traveled a lot uh, to tournaments uh, in in Europe, and yeah, got some successes, but not big ones. Well, we'll I talk about the, that in a minute. Yeah, don't don't bury the like, lead there, Steph. What format? Yeah, yeah. What format yeah. did you play in Magic? 
my my favorite format was Team Sealed. So oh, okay. it's basically so a little bit like Alliance. Okay. Where you, you go as a team of three and you get like 12 booster packs and you have to build three different decks out of that. You have one hour to do that. You're not you're not knowing the card pool that yeah. you get. And, and you and you have to like build build your decks under time pressure and then you have to play a two-day tournament with those decks or if you're lucky two days <laughs> i guess yeah, compet and, competitive yeah. limited is you yeah, have to be real it's good hard. yeah it's really hard <laughs> because the ones you have to you have to submit your deck list and then yeah after you played it like for two rounds you find out oh, i messed it up completely <laughs> but you have to play it yeah you can switch after the first game and every round you can switch to a complete different deck if you yeah, if you want to do that, but you yeah, you play the first game with a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. And we got in in one in one tournament we got like twelfth or something. That was at least thousand six hundred dollars. So we had oh, our right. we had our trip back and the hotel and yeah, nice. it was a really fun experience. So so what's your local meta like? What's your what town do you play in? What like region do you play in? I'm located in in Essen in in Germany. It's like near Cologne or Düsseldorf. That might be yeah, so that might be city somewhere. No, no we're no. Americans. We don't know. Yeah, Germany. Americans not, but yeah, in Europe there they have, they have uh, Düsseldorf has a big airport, so definitely yeah. the, the people from the Netherlands will will know it. I'm like 45 minutes away from the Netherlands. Okay, uh, it's in Western Germany. Yeah, and yeah, we have we have a local scene here, but it's yeah. We have a, we have one monthly tournament, or we had it at least, right, um, yeah. where like yeah, sixteen people are playing. Uh, it was on the first first That's Sunday on each month. Sixteen, that, like consistently. Consistently, yeah, that That's was really good. good. That's good. Yeah, yeah, but but it was hard to to get a spot because uh, everything here in in Western Germany is is so near to each other. That you can, yeah, you can be there. For me, it's like forty minutes, and yeah, but but it's like available for like ten million people within one hour drive or something. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, they're they're they coming, have, and they only have yeah. like enough seats for sixteen. Yeah, and gotcha. uh, because the, the because the location, um, yeah, can't hold more, and yeah, but yeah, we, then, we, we don't have that problem here in the United States. Like, we if we can get like eight people. Tournament because everybody lives so far away from these places and there's like yeah yeah it's like tough <laughs> it's it's really tough yeah you can't come yeah. compare it uh, western western Germany is like the most um, yeah have have the most people in Germany we have like 19 million in in the state I am in exclamation mark state I'm living in it's yeah you can't compare it to states in the United States but it's it's much much closer together and right. yeah. But uh, for me, like uh, I'm a father of two small kids, so and you have to sign up way in advance, and I often don't yeah. know in three months on the first Sunday of the month, uh, I will play this tournament on the whole Saturday. Yeah, it's it was a little bit hard. <laughs> mm. um, and but so playing I mean, online must make it a little bit easier, right? Because you can just do it from your you can do your you're from your house now, so you can be more involved in in that community. Yeah. Yeah, no, but the, this community is uh, isn't actually playing online. Is this and like only I think Frederick is? Yeah, Frederick is known like um, because he got second played. in the Nottingham Grand Clash, I think, uh, with uh, yeah. Curse Breakers, and um, yeah, he participated in one Vessel Clash, I think, 
But mm. yeah, the rest of the guys are not playing online. Frodo is playing, but yeah, he's from nearby. Oh. Uh, so what's your favorite Underworlds faction to play all time? Like, what's the one that's near and dear to your heart? Yeah, I, I have to say Wormspit, because I, I got really? the got the most success with that. Yeah, I won the Vestal Clash 5 with them. Uh, that's six. right. Yeah, 6, it was 6, yeah. Right. Right after your your episode where you oh, said yeah, Rome's right. will never you're the one who, Yeah, you're the one who <laughs> fucked me up because I'm like, I'm just gonna do it. And then it's like I'm like, oh, these guys don't seem like that great. And then you're like, hold my how do you say beer in German? Beer, actually. <laughs> hold my beer. Nice. <laughs> okay. Hold like, my wine. I, I approve. Exactly. It. Right. You're more of a wine guy. That's cool. Um so just so just backing up, how much glass do you actually have? Actually, I have no glass because I, none, <laughs> none, not a single one. Uh, not a single uh, like, one. Oh man! Uh, I but, became, uh, I became uh, decent at this game when when COVID was in full uh, charge. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, because so, I I lost my job and then I started playing online. And yeah, turns out gotcha. if you play five hundred games, it yeah, it exactly. up you your game. Oh. <laughs> oh really? Because yeah. we've kept telling people that you know, like you have to like know the cards really well, and you have to you know learn all the warband but you just have to play like 500 you just gotta like practice a lot all right i got you cool yeah and, so... and i know the cards of course <laughs> because, <laughs> right. yeah, because i'm 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 nah, i'm very competitive in everything i play i can't just play anything only for the fun yeah if i if i yeah. don't see a chance to become really good at a game i can't play it I feel like a lot of the people who play this game, that is the type of personality. Yeah, it is. Because it is too com yeah. complex to just play it for fun. You will end up right. having like yeah, NPE situations where, mm. you, where you just do silly mistakes. And yeah, I did it a lot in the, yeah, in, in the right. start of the start. So, so your best finish was the, the Vassal Clash. Yeah, my best finish was the Vassal that's, Clash. That's a big one. Yeah, that's yeah, that really was, tough. 52 people at least yeah that's and good. in this and yeah i i became second in the in the alliance league uh, first in the vessel clash and then won the online league as well in the same season with the all right spread. well this is the reason why we point this out because when we have guests on the show we want people to know that they're you know they're successful with what they do so when they sit when they give their you know thoughts on stuff that they you know they they, they have uh they hold water you know they they've uh they yeah. have merit all right. Yeah, cool. not not like the random guy. Hey, come to the podcast. No, exactly. It's like, <laughs> if you hear about Underworlds, <laughs> right? He's like, "What's Underworlds?" <laughs> yeah, you got a minute no, to I talk about our Lord and Savior, Nurgle. Right, or something. right. Yeah, we get that. Right. <laughs> okay, so let's let's get started talking about Miari's because we we you you came actually recommended. Uh, we were gonna have uh, Benny Monahan on the show, but he said he wanted to do the vampires, and he's like. He's like, no, wait, get Stefan. He's been playing a lot. Like, get that guy. So we're like, all right, that sounds good. So here you are. Tell us about Miari's. Yeah. They've been doing really well at the beginning of the Dire Chasm season. They won the last straight out of Sage Spire. They won the last Vassal Skirmish. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the last Vassal Clash. Yeah. Uh, they're they're pretty hot right now, actually. So so uh, tell us what you think. Yeah, it it is it is well deserved in my opinion. They are really really. Really, really good uh, because they they are so flexible. You know, it's like yeah, you can you can play like ten games with them, and it feels like every time a whole different game because you you're doing um yeah, they are like the box of Pandora for your opponent. You never mm -hmm. you 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 can't 
see coming how they will play. And often they have many play styles within one deck. We'll come to that later when, when I introduce mm -hmm. my deck. And they really have not like a super bad matchup. It's, uh, they are decent into everything and really good into some things. And they can beat Moloch uh, relatively, yeah. relatively good. And we've and, seen. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and they it's do it relatively like consistent. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's kind of the thing, right? Like you can you can have a warband that you think is good, but if they have a bad matchup against Malog, you're probably not going to win tournament or yeah, whatever. Like, you like then you just out, have to yeah. hope you don't run into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just hope. Yeah, uh, uh, Moloch will lose against elves, and you make a deck that's good against elves and yeah. plan to yeah win the the final or something. Yeah, can't avoid sure. it. Let's talk about these, um, because this is kind of the most important thing about these guys. It's like a unique thing for them is these Aether Quartz tokens. Uh, talk about your thoughts on those. Like, how do you manage them? What do you use them for? That kind of thing. Yeah, um, uh, my general advice, when I, when I started playing them, it is sometimes it is tempting. You like, you, like you miss a really crucial attack and then you say hey i got this reroll and you do it and yeah it it really is working out so my advice if you're planning to play them would be save your other quartz tokens save it at any cost just use it for defensive rerolls if you would die otherwise uh, that's their best use in my opinion second best use of course is to score the uh, the search elemental blessing but we'll come to that later yeah. Um, so that that's an interesting take. Why why do you think it's so important to just use them for that, for just the defensive rolls? Is it, have you so because you were saying that like the rerolls on attacks like just don't seem to be working for you? Um, are, are you trying like were you like when you started playing them? Were you like trying to inspire your guys or like? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I I tried that. A lot, actually. I was like, oh, I have to inspire Aelin, and she goes up to three dice and two shields and stuff, and Sonella gets next to the defense dice, and it's so cool. Yeah, but if you don't have the other quartz anymore, uh, and you miss one roll, even if, if it's two swords against two shields, you're basically down. Getting up to three damage is like trivial, actually, in the current meta. Uh, there are many fighters that have three damage from the start, and they can be lucky. And you better have then your like three shield defense instead of two if it comes to that. Yeah, kind of. And and also, I think that it's also smart to leave them on for as long as possible because a lot of the cards uh, have stronger effects when the Aether Course tokens are still on the characters. Yeah. So it's really right. about like use them. I mean, obviously, if it's the third round, use them up. But you know, yeah, like, but for, for most sure. of the game, you really want to hold them and just use them on defense. If the guy's going to die and you got no other choice, or just try to yeah. hold on to him until like the very end of the game. I, I, I'm not a big fan of leaving what what I'd call like. I remember when I used to play uh, like X Wing. These were like called ordinances. These were like we would use um, you know like missiles or something like that. You know, and you'd like you'd have to spend the missile and shoot it, and like you wouldn't have it again. But the yeah. thing is, is that like in, in that game, it was like if you had it, like you didn't want the ship to go down with the with the missile unused. Right. So I think it's kind of the same thing with these Aether Quartz tokens, like hold on to them for as long as you can. Yeah, that's but for make sure. sure that you use them. Make sure at some point you do actually get to use them, because otherwise, like that's a resource you're not, you know, tapping yeah. into. It's yeah, really but it's like 
it's like if you're if you're later in the game, you will, you have probably so many upgrades with rerolls and stuff that you don't mm-hmm. need them anymore. And it's better to uh, have the token on for the effect. Uh, yeah, probably. Like if you have mountains gift, uh, you're on guard always. It's it's survival instincts right. where That's you have pretty, to. Yeah, token. Right, it's pretty good. Yeah, fact and specific too. Um. Okay. So you're saying use for defense roll. Yeah. Basically, try to hold them on the guys as long as you can. Yeah. Um, and then if you have to square on the elemental blessing, then it's worth it because it's a surge and you get the glory and you can cycle through your deck. So that's actually worth using it. Yeah. And even okay. even then, I would f- my first try, if I can, would be to do it with two spells instead of using the token. Oh. If okay. I can. <clears throat> sure. But sometimes it's it's like yeah, adds to each other. Like uh, the. If you can ping two fighters with Chen of the Wind or push yourself three hexes, yeah, yeah this is often good. so good that you want to do it oh. anyway. And when you can oh, score yeah. Elemental Blessing out of it, even better. But if you don't have Elemental Blessings, it sometimes makes sense to hold that up for a little bit. Gotcha. Or just don't use the token. Sure. Uh, moving on, you, you were talking about supports in this, uh, in this Warband and how important they are. Can you, can you kind of speak to that? Yeah, so supports are helping you inspire, of course, first, uh, and helping you to survive. Yes, they count as as successes. So if you have the chance, you should do attacks where you have supports. Uh, For the defense, you yeah, you you kind of can't plan for it often, but with with some warbands you can, but not with everyone. And um, yeah, but it can it can be crucial sometimes to spend like a distraction or a channel the wind or something to get the enemy fighter near to one of your fighters before you attack so you have the better chance just to just to inspire like if you hammers and supports are, are quite accurate i think yeah. like 80 something percent to hit and yeah that's that's really uh, that's really good. it's like two thirds per dice yeah so if you if you have one and it's like eighty three percent if you have both yeah eighty three yeah something like that yeah it's yeah. like going up from from two swirlies to two lightnings <laughs> yeah that's pretty good um and uh, you were saying that they're really good aggro like playing aggro into control stuff and yeah the 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 thing is they are like uh, rock paper scissors in like in a single warband you mm-hmm. you try to out aggro the objective holding like horde warbands oh, and okay. you try you try to out control the aggressive warbands and you you try to outscore the control warbands and you could and you can do actually everything it's yeah. uh, it's, it's really it's really tough like jack of all trades they're really, really right good. And I've noticed looking at the different versions of decks because I, I think there were there were three that were really uh, successful in the last Vassal Clash, including yours, I um, mean, and, and also including the the eventual champion Daniel. Uh, big up to Daniel. Um, but uh, the, they were all using primacy. Yeah, and they you don't should. like they don't. Yeah, they don't look on the surface like they're like big, you know, beat stick, you know, warband like a big warband like you have Bahanar, but. Besides that, doesn't really seem very much like it, but but you you think that they're very good with. Yes, they are. Um, you need to you need to have the primacy like as a uh, extra condition to to outscore the horde warbands. 
like uh, Grimwatch and stuff. It's so trivial to get the primacy with them. There are some matchups, yeah, like Crushers or something, where it's really yeah. hard to get the primacy. But you can still just land on four damage attack, and you can do that with Ban Hammer uh, with one plus one damage upgrade. And then you get it as well. So the most of the guys are just playing Search of Aggression. It's and not anything else. Right. But you, yeah, but you, but you want to have the primacy. But it's still in there. All right, cool. All right, so that's like our overview. And uh, let's talk about this warband. Let's talk about the characters and uh, the fight. Sorry, the fighters, I should say. Um, and uh, and what what like what's in their toolkit? So we'll start with the leader, um, Miari Lightcaller. And uh, Miari is a level two wizard to start. Uh, with a with two attacks to start, um, a a two range one hammer two damage uh, staff of enlightenment. I've been calling it the beat stick, um, and then uh, also a very uh, storm sire ish uh, shot called searing beams three range uh, two dice on foci and uh, and and one damage. Um, so, so, so right off the bat, you have a range two attack and a range three attack, which is pretty good for range. And then we have a bottom slash line of four move, two dodge to start. And of course the, uh, the three wounds that we're going to see on everybody in this war band. Um, when Miari gets inspired, uh, the staff goes to, uh, not very much happens. Oh, so well, the the staff goes to two uh, hammers, um, same range, same damage, and the searing beams goes up to uh, to damage, uh, very similar to what you would see with uh, with Storm Sire. And of course, they talk about the uh, so then there's all the other stuff on it. The Aether Course counters talking about how you get one at the beginning of the game, you have to manage it. Reaction for any fighter's attack, defense, or casting roll, remove one Aether Course counter from this fighter and re-roll one die in that roll. And then, of course, if you have nothing but successes in in a, a roll for any of these characters, they become inspired. Uh, so, w- what do you see here, uh, Stefan? <coughs> with Miari, what what are we using him for? Yeah, he he is the the leader in exclamation marks, the the real most important guys like uh, the Hannah. It's it's like basically a little bit. It's a little bit like Wormspit, where Fecula, she's important for your game plan. She's important to give you easy glory for like mm-hmm. bold conquest, and uh, because he has this insane threat range of of seven right from the bat. Right. Um, yeah, four movement, really, really cool with the range three attack, and yeah, easy to get on an objective and attack someone. And yeah, the he has on the uninspired side, he has his single hammer, which makes him easier to inspire. Um, the less dice you have, the yeah, the more chance is it to, to have only successes, like fifty yeah, percent like chance yeah. to inspire. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, not a whole lot. <laughs> He's like attacking with a range to wolf bite, uninspired wolf bite. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah, uh, and that is yeah, that is not so good. But he can also inspire by just casting spells, gambit spells. Sure. If you roll only the successes in yeah, while well, you cast like hunting bolt or something, yeah, then you can inspire him as well. And you can re-roll the the castings 
the casting rules also. So if you yeah. manage to fail your hunting boat, you have an extra chance. Which Especially is, if it's like, yeah, really important. It's pretty, pretty good. Yeah, usually if you're using the hunting boat, it is pretty important. Maybe All right, it so... lets you down, yeah. That's hard. All right, so we have Mr. Miyagi. I mean, Mr. Uh, sorry, it's Miyari. Very good. Okay, and and yeah, he's the kid reference in. I feel good. Yeah, um, yeah, you should. Yeah, it and, is. And, uh, you said one particular really card. Strong. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, let me ahead. let me let me say uh, one last thing. It's like um, he can be your most important fighter if you're playing against horde warbands. Then, then you want to put all the upgrades on him. Because mm -hmm. then he has the range three, two damage attack. You can mash up ghouls or gits or something. Yeah. Like just, and standing there like the turret, like like Storm Daddy himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So pretty good. Uh, really good with Mountain's gift on him, right? Yeah, it is. His two dodge yeah. goes up then to two guards. It's like Lisette style attack. Right. Uh, defense. <laughs> but yeah, with uh, but with a little bit more, a little bit more wound. Yeah, with Hard, one hardly, more. but yes. All right, so we're going to move on to Bahanar. Um, okay, so here's the list of uh, nicknames we have for Bahanar so far. We have Bahanar, Banahar, which is just me being dyslexic, um, Bananagrams. That's, that's my outcome. favorite. Uh, one. That's your favorite. We got Banana Hammock. Yep. Because you know he must be. I mean, do you think he's wearing anything under uh, under the armor? Like I feel like he's just just got the banana hammock and that's it. Uh, we have you call him Banhammer, right? Yeah, that's my name for him. Yeah. Okay. We have uh, we have uh, Banana Man, which is like a back to the UK cartoon that I used to love. It was like it was like Danger Mouse, and then like after Danger Mouse was Banana Man, and I love that show. And then I've been calling him Chiquita lately, mostly because he hates it. Anyway, we have Bahanar uh, with his giant stone mallet. Uh, a two range, which is like not to be trifled with, by the way, on him. Uh, two damage uh, on two hammers, and his bottom slash line uh, is a tanky uh, three two three on shields. Also has the whole aether quartz thing going on. Plus, uh, on his uninspired side, he cannot be driven back if he has charge tokens. So. Uh, usually, you know, like when my opponent like throws down like a lethal hex behind a, uh, behind like a starting hex, like that's where I'll put bananagrams. I'll just put them right there because I know that they can't throw them into the lethal after they hit him. Um, when he's inspired, his, uh, his stone mallet hits a little harder, goes up to three, which is again, not to be trifled with, uh, bottom slash line stays the same. Um, and everything else stays the same. So really, when he gets inspired, he just kind of hits harder. It's like it's like putting uh, you know great strength on him. Yeah, doesn't really seem like much is going on here. Yeah, but that's sometimes uh, important enough. Um, oh, you yeah. desperately need that damage um, because no one no one else is getting more damage. And he's like the problem with him sometimes. You, I would advise to uh, place him like in the front center. Because mm -hmm. he has only three, three move, and he stays at three move, so he has to be able to get him on on both sides of the opponent board. Like uh, you have, you can then you can decide if he's going like to the front or to the left or to the right. But you, if you're putting him like on the right side, <laughs> you will hardly reach the left side. Right. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and vice versa. So and he's, he's your center. 
He's, he's the center. He's the defense yeah. line if you want to protecting sure. protecting your other fighters. He can't be driven back. He, I use him to protect um, a, at least one objective. I try to place it like two hexes away from him so that he can reach it and can detect people moving or charging onto that. If they are only range one and need the objective, they have to move on it, and you smash them with your with your hammer. And right. yeah. And hope to inspire so that you can get up to that tasty three damage. And I would advise to, if you have to charge or move, do it in your last activation. Because or, after that, yeah. he can be driven back, of course. Yes. Yeah. Which can be nasty sometimes because snare is then in, intact. <laughs> and yeah, can be hard gotcha. against hunters. Yeah, uh, I I feel bad about Bahanar also sometimes because sometimes he just like eats shit in the first like you know the first round you just like you yeah. put him in the front and you're like well he's got three damage and he can't be driven back and he's got the two shields and then like just somebody comes in just like Gristlewell just walks up and yeah. goes like and it's like ah oh, come on just crits yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's I've ridiculous. had games like that yeah. But you have to reroll at least if you don't spend your other quartz token. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. The only thing about him is like I think that if they put like on him, he would just be a terror. Yeah, he would be too too imbalanced probably. Too if he had like much. four wounds from the from the start, it would be too nasty with the two oh, shields yeah. to start with. Even being that slow. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. So that's uh bananagrams. That's uh Chiquita. All right. So next we have uh come on Eileen, the mind's edge. And uh, she's holding a great sword. Uh, that's a one range, two, two hammer, two damage, and uh, with a bottom slash line of four one three on shields. Um, still has that whole thing with the eighth force token. Has something that I think a lot of people don't don't remember because it's a little kind of like it's you know it's like one of those things that they put on the card as like an ability, but like people get it. Um, but this is one that 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 Eileen has. Which is that uh, you can re-roll any number of dice in the defense roll when the fighter is the target of a range three attack. So uh, don't forget, she's uh, she's really uh, good against the. You, know, you the can only re-roll one dice in the defense, not any. Re-roll number. any number of dice in the defense roll. We got the, on. I got uh, one. Well, I mean, she only has one when when she's two when she's inspired. So you'd be able to roll them both. No, you have to check the fighter card again on Underworld's yeah, DB. I have it right in front of any number of dice in the defense roll. It says it on what? both sides. Okay, on Underworld's DB is standing one dice. Well, I'm on Underworld's DB. What are you talking about? <laughs> Where are you looking at? Is it, are the rules different to Germany? No, yeah, I have it in English. Well. Yeah, what? Is, you can re roll any number of dice in the defense roll. Fighter, the target, range plus three attack, Ooh. three plus attack. Yes, but when she's actually... uninspired, oh, yeah. it's only one because she only has one die. But it, I suppose that if you put like an upgrade on her, you could roll them both. And then okay. I, I, I was reading the the other quote. <laughs> oh come on, man! Okay, we we, no, we cut that out. <laughs> no, that's, no, no, we're gonna leave it in now. That's what? Yeah, that's right. that's... An expert. This guy won the tournament. <laughs> he doesn't even know the friggin' cards. Look, Stefan. <laughs> The price you pay for coming on our show. Oh, fuck, man. That is that. <laughs> anyway, when Island is uh, is flipped to her inspired side, she gains quite a bit, actually. She gains an extra. <laughs> we got you. 
uh, one hammer. So she's up to three hammers now, which is like real accurate. Plus cleave, which is like remarkably accurate, and gains a second defense die. Every everything else on the card is exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, she, so what do you think about her? Yeah, she's getting uh, by far the most out of the inspire inspired side, in my opinion. So. Um, I usually use her first um, when I play them, um, and yeah, and try to charge her in if mm -hmm. they're a good target for her. And um, if I can't, um, it's like you can you can set up little traps uh, with her. Like um, even most, I see a lot of Elven players um, forget that they can reroll the defense dice for her, and so do your opponents. Uh, and if you put her in range um, of uh, of like an objective where you think your open your opponent uh, might charge onto with like a git or the spoiler or something the spoilers or something like that, they they say to themselves, ah, oh, I might as well try to just hit her and mm -hmm. charging with the two sword shitty range attack and, and you have the nade reroll and boom you're inspired and <laughs> and tearing them up. After that, gotcha. Sounds good. Um, yeah, no, I I've had some games where where she came, and uh, you know, I, I it just it behooved me to just put some upgrades on. Her. Just going around, just cleaving things off the board it was great. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah. It is great, but um, because of her range one attack. Yeah. Um, I in when I when I started playing the elves, I used to play this the same way, like pumping her up instead of Banhammer. And um, yeah, but it turns out it's not that efficient because of the range. You, yeah, it's it's way harder to get more than one attack off of her. The the range too helps a lot. All right. So yeah, you're right. Uh, later on, but I de I'm, I definitely remember the one that was going around. Uh, it just it's just the way that the the board kind of like materialized. Um, yeah. The last one we have is we have Sinella, and Sinella is a hunter and has two bow attacks on the uninspired side. Uh, starts with a three range, two smash, one damage cleave shot, and then also has a four range, two, da two hammer, one damage, no cleave shot. Um, bottom slash line of four, one, three on dodges. Uh, has the the Aether Quartz counter thing going on as well, but the uh, the three range cleave shot. If you get a crit, you get a plus one damage bonus. And then when Sinella is inspired, we have the the cleave shots the same. The lofted one though, the Aurelian bow lofted, goes to a whopping five range, two smash. We've never seen a five range attack in this game yet. Um, and then the bottom slash line goes up to four, two, three on dodges. Uh, everything else on the card is the same. What do you think about Sinella? Yeah, everyone was like in shock of that five range attack, and everyone <clears throat> in the beginning when they came out. But in practice, you rarely use that. Um, yeah. It's like it can be useful, uh, but it, yeah. Most of the time, you just use her range three attack because you want the chance on the crit to do the two damage. 
yeah, and of course the cleave can be important yeah and yeah it's it's so much more accurate yeah, even most of the dodge warbands are playing so like buried instincts nowadays or something like that yeah and uh, or I even just going on guard yeah you right. make you negate the cleave and that's good but um A yeah nine in... range threat range that's like just yeah that's, that's across Super... the table yeah it is but you yeah often you you want to charge her on an objective just to have her used to to score team effort or run ragged or whatever sure. and yeah then if you use her more than once, you're doing something wrong, probably, unless she's the only fighter surviving with Miaris, yeah. which can come up yeah, from time to time because everyone is focusing your range, uh, your hard hitters like Behana and Alan. Just going full Legolas. Dig it. Yeah. Sinalia. Yeah. All right. Sinalia, right. From Sinalia from across the board. Okay. Sounds good. So, so we have a pretty good, like, everybody has kind of like their thing. They, they, there, there's one character for everything. You got your magic dealer. You got your heavy hitter. You got your, 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 your kind of like accurate sword lady. And then you also have your, your range uh, thing. So there, there's, there's a lot of tools in the toolbox here, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I really like that about them. Yeah, a lot of defense. They, they have decent. I mean, you know, it's a good thing. I, you know, originally I was worried about three wound thing, but like, you know, the, de the defense, if it holds, it's, it's, it's a lot of defense. Yeah, it turns right. out your wounds don't matter if you don't get hit. Right, if you don't get hit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so that's what we got. Uh, are we ready to start with uh, faction-specific objectives? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start talking about the faction-specific cards. Um, now, uh, Stefan has invited me when we go through these cards, because, you know, we, we split them up between the auto-includes, you know, which are the cards you're going to put in any Miari's deck, no matter how you're going to play them. Then we like to talk about some strong cards, some cards that we think are good, but not, you know, like top tier, like they're kind of like bubble cards. You might want to consider them. Um, and then we also talk about uh, cards that are good, maybe in particular styles. <clears throat> but uh, just to, to freshen things up a little bit, Stefan has written down how you say all the auto include cards in German. I have not seen them yet. And when we go through them, I'm going to try to pronounce them and uh, see how it works. So, again, these are the auto-includes. I'm about to look at the name in a second. Uh, these are the auto-includes. These are cards you're going to put in every Miari's deck, no matter how you're going to play them. The first one we decided was Elemental Blessing or Sigindar Elementi. Oh, not so bad, actually. <laughs> not bad. It sounded, a little, it sounded a little like Italian. There. Yeah. Uh, how do you actually say it? Segen der Elemente. Yeah, that's much better. Okay. So uh, tell us about this one. Elemental Blessing. Hold on. This is, oh, I should have had this synced up. I didn't because I'm an idiot. We'll cut this. Surge uh, Hybrid. Score this immediately you. after you yeah. remove an Aether Quartz counter from a friendly fighter when you resolve an Elemental Ploy or your Warband casts its second or subsequent spell in the same phase. Yeah, I think I have never seen an elf deck without this one because it's just so reliable, so good, easy to score. Uh, you want to you want to use um, your elemental ploys anyway, and often it's just trivial to remove the token. And you can 
even even if you like with for example channel the wind you can ping two fighters but if you are not in range of two fighters you can decide because it says up to two fighters you can just decide to remove your token ping the one you wanted to ping anyway and scoring this yeah, as well it's like f so often just free glory for you right let's just let's just say that the elemental ploys there's a there's a series there's like four or five of them and yeah. they all say you you can do this action right or mm -hmm. you have the choice to remove an aether quartz counter from somebody and then you get like a little bit of a bonus so like it'll say push yeah. one or whatever and then if you want to you can remove the quartz counter and then push two for example or something like that it's three but yeah, yeah. Push three, yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah, you get a you get a bonus effect if you do the if you remove yeah. the aether quartz counter so um all those cards are pretty good and you're gonna probably include them at least two of them two yeah, yeah. two two for sure and then depending on your playstyle right and so and this is just it's 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 free basically, and then I don't know. Do you ever use the? I don't I don't think I've ever seen the warband cast its second spell in the same phase, but you could do that. I don't, I, I haven't seen anybody you know, use it that way. You can you can hit a spell attack and then cast your hunting bolt and you scroll. Oh okay. You have so to, but you have to be successful with your spell attack in order to count it as a cast spell. But so there you, is you have less control over that. Yeah, you have less control. You can try if you don't. It, it happens that you don't have an elemental ploy in your hand, but elemental blessing. But maybe you have a spell in your hand, and then you just try to hit someone. And if it goes off, yeah, you cast the next spell, and hopefully it goes off as well. But you, uh, you can at least reroll it while spell casting, and yeah, and then you scored it. I have done right. it, yeah, a couple of times. Sure. Let, let, let's try this next one. And by the way, I, I accidentally looked say this in German. and I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get it. It's like too much. All right. This one's called uh, Pursuit of Excellence. <clears throat> das Streben nacht wo trefflicht. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> you say it. How do you really say that? It's like in German, it's Das Streben nach Vortrefflichkeit. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. What, is, what, is, what does that mean literally? Yeah, 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 literally, like pursuit of excellence. <laughs> oh, all right, fine. <laughs> it's pretty. That streaming wow, is like I the striving. Never would have guessed. Yeah, and like, the, yeah, it's it's like, what is it? And the the, the streaming is like the, you're the reaching striving. you're reaching, reaching for something. something. Yeah. yeah, reaching for something is like right. the streaming, but it's like. Really, it's like old German. No one would say that in 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 in, in your common German language. Right. And and Vortrefflichkeit is is a word that no one is really using in in, in Germany. Like um, yeah, it's like perfection, something okay. like this. But yeah, roughly enough, roughly translated. But Vortrefflichkeit well, is like yeah, old. You don't have to be German. that. You don't have to be that excellent to score this. Uh, it is a two. Glory end of an end phase card where if you have one or more surviving friendly fighters that each have three or more upgrades, which of course means you can have exactly one fighter with three upgrades. Yeah, and, and they, this. they should have just named it uh, Loaded with Plunder number two, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's basically what it is. <laughs> it is the same, and it, it, it was super good in Rippers and is super good in Miaris as well. Sounds yeah. great. All right, so these seen, are the two oh, that we've we definitely We've have. seen a lot of people yeah. like 
double down on this kind of effect like they have that up, that upgrade is becoming more popular where you get like bonus stats if you have more upgrades out it's yeah it's like entirely called. it's entirely passive like you're just you're playing a good game you have the in your hand you score two extra glory just for doing what you would do yeah it's like Deserved glory multiplier for, for having a good game Game, yeah. yeah, a lot of people There's have been no using this is on the hot list. Deserve confidence, where if you have three upgrades, yeah. then you get plus one wound and you cannot be driven back. And if you have five, yeah. you get plus one move. And then I don't know how you get nine. This is from um, I, I did Arena it Mortis. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is super good. Everyone is playing it, and it, yeah, well deserved because it's yeah, it's it's really good. Super super good. Especially since there's like a lot of this like stacking of upgrades on things. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so, yeah. With the gauntlets. So those are the two. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the gauntlets and everything. So so those are the two we think are auto includes. We have a couple that we think that are strong, and thankfully, uh, Stefan did not give me how to say these in German. Um, the one that we like, you at least consider this objective, is uh, haughty exemplars, and haughty exemplars is a end phase scoring. It's two. Uh, if there are more surviving friendly fighters, uh, sorry, surviving friendly fighters than surviving enemy fighters. And there's just this uh, picture of Slake Slash who just got knocked the hell out. And it's sex like, called out. And, no, no, yeah, sex called out. And it's, uh, and it's like Banahar like looking over him like, bitch. And uh, and you get two two glory for this. That's that's not bad, right? We we think it's strong. And And, and why is that? Stephanie. Yeah, in my opinion, as for for me in particular, it's an it's an auto include the way I play, but not everyone is playing it, um, uh, because obviously it's way better when you're playing the earth like aggressive. If you're playing them passive, yeah, you you're not gonna you don't want to kill a lot of stuff, and then it's more hard to score that. What I really yeah. like about it is like it helps you. Uh, in the matchups against true elite warbands, like three fighter warbands, mm -hmm. you can play a little bit more passive and, and just yeah, play in a way that everyone is surviving, and then you have that two glory. And in a, in, 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 in a low scoring game, two glories is a whole fucking lot. Yeah. Um, and what you really need with the elves is to have your three glory for your three upgrades on one fighter. And then you can go from there. You can score show of force. You can score your pursuit of excellent and stuff. Um, yeah, and then this helps you in the in the matchups where killing stuff is not that easy. I love it. Okay, all right. Let's let's move on. Uh, we now have a couple of places that you might want to take a look at if you're playing particular styles. Uh, the first one, if you're playing a f like an aggro or a flex with some aggro in it. Um, you might want to try Force of the Avalanche. This is a surge. It's basically uh, it's it, it's not that's not it's not it's a little bit better than precise use of force because it's uh, it's you can also overkill on it. So it's a surge. Score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action that deals damage equal to or greater than the target's wound characteristic. So not enough to kill them. Like you you actually deal enough damage to one shot them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can argue if it's better better than precise use of force because uh, against uh, certain warbands, yeah. yeah, it's it's way worse. Against other warbands, it's it's better. Yep. I personally don't don't play it, but I've I have seen some guys playing it to good success. Um, okay. Yeah, but 
it it is really matchup dependent, and if you come against crushers or worms, but yeah, it's it's yeah, often exactly. bad for the at least for the first two rounds or something like that until you stacked up Benhammer to like five damage or something. Sure. Um, and then we also had two recommendations for cards to give a look to if you're playing more of an objective or a, or a flex deck, obviously, but more of an objective style. Uh, there are a lot of people playing this one. Uh, Purifying Light, um, which is uh, score this in an end phase if your leader holds objective. Plot Mr. Miari on a, an and just have him go into tree pose and just protect that thing and hope your opponent doesn't have Slick Rock. And yeah. uh, so what, what do you think about this one, though, Stefan? Yeah, you, you often want him on an objective anyway to score both Conquest. And if mm -hmm. he managed to stay there, then you get an extra free, free glory. For me, for myself, I don't, I don't play it in my deck because I think I don't want to rely too much on Miari because he he's only three runes. He's two dodge. Two dodge is okay, but yeah, not definitely not unkillable. Yeah, and yeah, if I, like I have the hunting, you have the hunting bolt. For, I have the or at least I have it. I have the hunting bolt. I have the bolt conquest and. If I have a third one relying on my leader, that would be probably too much if he's going down like in the first round or something. Right, yeah. But, I, I but a lot like of a lot people of, are playing it, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of opponents will target Miari or just because it's good to just have him out of the picture. Because um, a lot it is, of... Uh, it is way better if you... Yeah, if it is way better if you're playing uh, like the more passive the hold objective style because you often have a, a lot of uh, put fighters on guard things in there because they have the infection search where everyone is on guard you, you score glory and right, yeah then he's uh, a lot yeah he's basically as tanky as Benhammer if he's on guard and Benhammer is on guard yeah no difference right. there and and speaking of which about throwing uh, guard tokens again if you're playing a an objective style or if you're playing flex and you have a little bit of uh, tech for this uh, you might want to take a look at Patience of the Mountains. That is a surge. Score this immediately after an activation if each surviving friendly fighter has one or more guard tokens. So yeah, you'd have to tech into that, though. Yeah, we've seen that. Um, yeah, that had some success lately. Uh, like it, I think that was in the deck that won the latest uh, straight off chess Shadespire tournament. Yeah, and at least it it won uh, a recent community skirmish. Sure. Uh, so it can be successful, definitely. Right, and it works. Uh, it's, it's a little bit better at the end of the game where you may yeah, just put them both on guard, or put you know if you only have one, put that one on guard, and you just get a free, you know, surge for spending an activation or maybe a ploy card. And you can double up, double up on that because there's a universal that basically says the same. All right, gentlemen, are we ready to get started on the faction-specific gambits? Yes. Cool. All right. So we have our two auto includes that we think, again, you should put in any Miari's deck, no matter how you're playing it. Uh, we have Channel the Wind and Channel the River, or as the Germans like to call it, damn it, Canalisieri den Wind and Canalisieri den Fluss. <laughs> That was yeah, very good, very about, good. All right, yeah, that was good. That was Is good. it wind? It's wind, right? Because it's like a V. Yeah, sound. It's wind. Canalisiere den wind and canalisiere den fluss. 
Okay, sure. All right, so these are pretty great, these two. These are elemental ones like we were talking about before. All right, so let's talk about these two. So Channel the Wind says uh, it's elemental, which, by the way, sounds like farting. Am I wrong? No. Nope, Channeling the Wind, it sounds like, okay, good. Uh, so Channel the Wind is elemental. Choose one friendly fighter. You can remove that fighter's Aether Quartz counters. If you deal, deal one damage to up to two enemy fighters within two hexes, so you can ping two, or if you don't want to give up your Aether Quartz counter, you can ping one. Otherwise, deal one damage to one enemy fighter within two hexes. So there's a little bit of a range restriction, but dealing damage with a ploy in the middle of a power step is pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. And it, it, you don't have to like roll any magic dice. You are pretty fast with four move anyway, so you can get to that enemies. And yep. you are having a lot of range two plus fighters. So like if you hit with Banhammer or you hit with Miari with his stuff or something like that, and you want to do that little bit of extra damage, yeah, just do, you can just do it. Or you can like do doing bold conquest. Ping one ghoul in range with your magic attack. Ping two ghouls with Gen of the Wind. One is dying. Then you use distraction, push the, push the other one into the lethal. And yeah, two ghouls are dead. It's super flexible, super, super good. And, and the restriction is a range restriction rather than anything else. They don't have to be standing on any particular like hex. Yeah. They don't have to. It's not like you don't have to land an attack like you do with like, uh, you know, or, or push somebody back like you do with, say, snare or anything like yeah. that. It's really just like you take damage. Just I, there you go. Yeah. As a Nurgle player, I played I played pings uh, a lot. And this might be the best ping or it is the best ping in the game currently in the game in my yeah. opinion I, I, i'm gonna have to agree plus you can double ping for the price yeah. of an aether course counter which is pretty yeah. great. not not that you're gonna use it but you have the just to have the flexibility to do that is pretty great yeah and you ha don't have to target two fighters who so if you just want to score elemental blessing you can just right. remove the other quartz and yeah mm -hmm. ping the one you wanted to ping and scoring your elemental blessing, all of it. Uh, and you can actually, even if there's nobody around, you can do it anyway, right? Yeah. Because it's up to two up enemy to, yeah. fighters now within does that, that You sure you can do that? Didn't, didn't they FAQ that? or, or you have Well, to have you're it? choosing the friendly fighter, though. You're not choosing the ones you deal damage to. Okay. I have never used it this way, actually. Because I remember I back in the day, they FAQ'd, you know... The game to nerf Cursebreaker, so you couldn't just stand there and do. Well, I'm going to cast this spell. It has no target, but I cast it anyway. And yeah, there there are some. I know that there's like one of the lost pages you can do without a target. Okay. It and could I, I be it. The way I read it is that you can cast it in the air if you remove the quarter, because then you, oh, is it a spell or because not? then it says up to two. But if you don't remove it, it says deal damage to one enemy fighter. This and is a, up just a regular you. gambit, right? It's not a spell gambit? It's a regular. No, a oh, okay, all right. Well, then that, that makes sense. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I forgot what I said. I'm, I'm sure somebody out there is going to correct us or, or, or yeah. say that. I'm pretty correct. sure the FAQ referred to just that it had to be a, a spell gambit. Yeah, it was about spell gambits. Yeah, okay, forget what I and said. And you can cast, like, collapse 
without hitting anyone. Right. But then you have to choose three hexes. I'm I'm not sure about this. I have never used it this way. But I yeah, reading it again could be possible. But, okay. uh, can't guarantee it. All right. So so correct us if we're wrong. Um the next one is the channel the river, which is also an elemental ploy. Choose one friendly fighter. You can remove that fighter's aether quartz counters. If you do why do they put them in plural? Those are they only have ever have one. If you do, push the chosen fighter up to three hexes. If not, otherwise, just push them one hex. So at worst, it's like just a better version of sidestep. Yeah, this card is actually insane. Uh, yeah. Uh, also super, super good. Like you can, you can push your bad hammer onto an objective and he can't be pushed away because you don't have to give him a move token and attack from there. You yeah. can give your island an extra three move if you want to like this. It's like back to rings on steroids. And yeah, you, you can put any anyone on your of your fighters in, in the position you want to. You can let one support each other. Yeah, it's so flexible and so good. I would always Yeah, I mean when you think about that one card from the um from the, the Blade Coven set, the one that lets you, you know, if they're inspired, you get to make a move action and you don't get a, a move token like i forget the name of it yeah. but yeah that one is insane on yeah them. it is and this is very similar yeah considering you have like you have four move but you can put three hexes it's, it's nearly yeah a whole move action from like a nurgle <laughs> or yeah, steel art all right really, really good. so that's what we got um as far as the auto includes definitely want channel the wind ch channel the river strong card maybe you take it some people are cho choosing these let's let, let's see uh one of them is called channel the zenith and this is another elemental one so this helps you score elemental blessing um choose one friendly fighter that fighter is inspired you can remove that fighter's aether quartz counters if you do not this this effect persists until the end of the round when this effect ends, the fighter is uninspired. Now, here's my question about this one. Let's say you play Channel the Zenith, right? So you you do it, yeah. you you you, but you don't pull off the Aether Quartz counter. You don't. Yeah. Okay. So it's just to the end of the round. Mm -hmm. But then you attack with them and get two successes. When the round ends, are you still inspired? You are not. You are uh, you are getting uninspired because basically, if if you are inspired, you don't have the ability to inspire, inspire. due to two yeah. successes. You can't inspire by that. You are just rolling two successes. Two successes it doesn't do anything for you. And by the end of the round, it triggers and you get back uninspired. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And also, don't cards override printed stuff uh, from the game? Yeah, but they yeah, but it it, it is it isn't printed on the card like uh, you can still inspire while you're inspired. Okay. Oh it's, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> right. So if you so this is a little confusing, but I I, I this came up because I was playing with it and I'm like, wait, does they they go back to uninspired, don't they? Even though I I made a double successful attack. Yeah, it is like, it is confusing from from yeah. time to time. Um. Yeah. I I used to play it in the beginning, and it has its uses. It's obviously best uh, to inspire Island because mm. yeah, um, if you can if you can remove the um, the quarter, uh, 
the counter to have um, an additional shield. It's basically better than that have than just having the ability to reroll your shield in defense. And she's getting up to three hammers. Yeah. So it, it's like a yeah win-win situation. Like same with the archer. Yep. But yeah, inspire your your leader or banhammer. Uh, it it is not advisable. Eventually, I I put it out of my deck, but <clears throat> it has yeah. its uses, and I see some people playing it, and and it I like it, and it's you can just play it in your third round if you happen to draw it then and inspire one fighter that isn't inspired yet and it's basically for free so because it's the third round anyway and if he gets uninspired after that yeah you don't mind and you can keep the token this well uh, as well and it gives yeah another possibility to to score a mental blessing if you're playing them without card draw which some people may do i don't know i'm not then you should definitely pack in three conditions to channel elemental blessings. Gotcha. And yeah, that would be the third. Yeah, yeah, no, I see that. Because if you're not playing with card draw, you want to make sure that it comes that something comes up to help yeah. score that. I get it. All right. Um, another one that we thought was strong, but maybe, maybe, maybe not. It's like a bubble card, is uh this flicker of light. And uh flicker of light is uh it's a reaction, it's a ploy. Uh Play this during an attack action after the determined success step. If that attack action would deal damage that would take the friendly fighter with one or more Aether Quartz counters out of action, roll one magic dice. Oh boy. On a roll of channel and only channel, remove the fighter's Aether Quartz counters and the combat sequence just ends. If you cannot, this card has no effect. So you have a 50 50 chance of getting out of death card. Yeah, the reason. Yeah, the reason why we put it on the list is not because it's actually strong or you should consider it, but we want to talk about it. Because uh, when the fighters, the fighter cards came up uh, and, the, and the faction cards came up, a lot of people were thinking this would be really, really good on them because they have only three, rune, three wounds and stuff. Yeah, but it's so situational. And if... Your opponent, it's like a one-trick pony. You can probably do it maybe in a, in a skirmish, but no, if you have to play best of three, once you, your opponent knows about that card, he will simply just attack guys that don't have the other quartz tokens uh, on it anymore. Or, yeah, in, in a lot of situations, re-rolling one defense dice does the same for you. Like, right. This often the situation comes up where... Yeah, Gristlewell attacks your Banhammer, rolls one sword, and you manage to roll the Snake Eyes or something. Yeah, and then, yeah, if you reroll one defense dice and looking for a shield, it's also 50 50. Or, or and, crit, it's and, also 50 yeah, and you, 50. And you don't have to use a Poloi slot for that. Exactly. So don't, please don't play that card. It's a trap. Do not. Uh, yeah, Akbar would tell you it's a trap. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's uh, so don't play that card. Actually, warning. Uh, if uh, Achtung. No, it means wait. Achtung. It means wait. Well, how do you say warning? Yeah, it's it's like the Warnung is the warning, but okay. Achtung is is right. If you will say Achtung, Achtung, please don't play that card. Bitte spielen gotcha. Sie diese Karte nicht. <laughs> Achtung, Achtung. Absolutely, whatever that was. 
sure. All right. So, hold on, hold on. Let me get my Google Translate out. Okay. So, uh, we have a couple of ideas. Maybe you want to take a look at these cards if you're playing an aggro deck or, or some, some flex with aggro in it. Um, tectonic Force, we said. Um, it's it's a uh, this is a Banahan Ban Benahamner uh Ben Benahar Bananagrams Shakita would could use this one. Uh Tectonic Force and it is uh it's restricted to Banahar, so he Bahanar, so he has to be on the table. Uh pick one. You can either push one enemy fighter one hex away from a friendly Bahanar, or push one friendly Bahanar one hex towards an enemy fighter. So it is either a distraction or a sidestep just for him, but you have to direct it. Yeah, but the, the beautiful thing about this one is it has no range limitation. So mm. you can push someone at the end of the board. It says one enemy fighter and not like yeah. the hungry advanced. You can right, push yeah. forward to the nearest or closest enemy fighter. You can choose. Ah, oh, I'm pulling my, I'm pushing my banhammer like towards the duke and go in th that direction, or pulling uh, closer to that fighter. Yeah, it's basically if you want to move forward, it's basically like sidestep. And if you want to push someone away, you have to be careful with objective placement and then the placement of of banhammer himself. But if you set up your like your lethals and objectives, objectives uh, right. Because it has no range limitation, it's basically just another distraction for free. Right. And he is very likely to survive at least the first round and often In, the whole I'm game. Because, yeah, yeah you, you're pumping him up anyway with all the wounds. And at the end of the game, he's usually like six wounds, can't be driven back and stuff. Yeah, yeah I've done that a couple of times. Um, but yeah, it's a little it's a little elegant. You have to be kind of careful because it is uh, restricted to him. So you have to make sure he's alive. And it's like, yeah. if he's not at the end of the game and you draw it, it's kind of a bummer. But um, it, it does have a pretty power, powerful effect. Yeah, I really love it. All right. And, and we also have one more uh, one more channel thing. And that is uh, if you're playing uh, in a more objective style. Um, you may want to go for Channel the Mountain. Channel the Mountain is also an elemental ploy. Choose one friendly fighter. You can remove that fighter's Aether Core's counters. If you do, give the chosen fighter and, and each adjacent friendly fighter a guard token. Otherwise, just give them a guard token. So worst comes to worst, you put a guard token on yeah. somebody. But Which you may want to do anyway because you, you want, want to do it anyway, especially if you're playing yeah, objective style. Um, good on Miari, you know. Good on one of the other ones when they're, uh, you know, inspired. And uh, Sanella goes up to two uh, dodges, so so guard token's a big deal. Plus, uh, you also have the chance of scoring uh, Elemental Blessing with it. Yeah. And you, yeah, getting yourself to, like, Patience of the Mountain and Abundance of Caution, or whatever it's called. Having everyone sure. with a guard token. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So that's uh, all of the gambits that are from the faction that we thought were worth taking a look at. And now we go to the faction-specific upgrades. Uh, we'll start with the auto-includes. And god damn this one. Okay, here we go. In German. I'm, I'm going to have an entire country mad at me for this one. Uh, heightened senses, or in German... <laughs> 
Geschafte Sine. It's got the word fart. Geschafft Sine. 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 Geschafte Sine. No, that's not what it says. It is. I'm, I'm, I'm reading it. You, you definitely said it wrong. Yo, make sure you argue with the actual German person. I am definitely going to do that. I'm going to double down. Well, I'm an American, so that... German is not um, my mother tongue. Is it not? No, of course it is. No, no, yeah. No, of course it is. All right, so there you go. Uh, this is uh, this is called Heightened Senses. Heightened Senses. It's a fact-specific upgrade. Oh, oh, yeah, I know this one. This is good. This is good if you just, just on its own, forget about the other stuff it can do. Heightened senses, you can re-roll one attack die in this fighter's attack action. That alone is it. Like, that's why it's, it's auto-include. However, it does have a kind of like door number two over here. It has a reaction. Use this during a fighter's attack action after the attack, after the attack roll. Remove this fighter's Aether Quartz counters. If you do, that attack action has cleave and ensnare until it's resolved. But then you have to throw this upgrade away. So basically, after you roll, you can maybe get cleave after the fact or ensnare after the fact. Um, or both, if the enemy is on guard. And you can yeah. you can decide it after you use the innate reroll as well. So you attack, you reroll, one attack die, and then you decide if it's worth it or not. Usually not, but in the last activation. It can be yeah, pretty good against game. like Substance Siphon, Moloch, or whatever. Sure. Plus, like, just the reroll on attack is worth it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Only the reroll right. is, is, is worth it. It's living weapon with, with some advanced stuff. Awakened weapon. Awakened weapon. That's, sorry. That, that's the English version. I started after Shades Fire, so. That's I fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, okay. So that sounds good. Um, let's go on to the next one. I could do this. Okay. The next one is called Mountain's Gift, or as you say in German, Geschenk des, des Berges. Ah, really good. Geschenk des Berges. Good? Yeah, Geschenk Berges. des Berges. Okay, the, okay. the first two one was were actually like German. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So I, I almost did it. So here we go. And let me see. Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Mountain's Gift. Uh, if this fighter has wait is this this is not no no this is this is for anybody uh if this fighter has one or more aether card counters this fighter is just on guard otherwise if they don't have the counter anymore uh otherwise this fighter's attack action take it otherwise after this fighter's attack action that takes an enemy fighter out of action give this fighter a guard token so you can either just be on guard or if you don't have your aether cords counter and you kill something you're now on guard yeah, the, basically, this is really good in the beginning on your leader, to just yep. to tank him up and make him hold that objective that he yep. uh, after he charged on it for like bold conquest and stuff. Or later in the game, you can just throw it on Badhammer, and every every time he kills something, he's on guard after that, he gets the guard right. token, and uh, and uh, it's not a reaction, so you no. don't close any windows for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, if it would be a reaction after the attack action, give the fighter a guard. You could, yeah, you you couldn't do like emberborn weapons or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not blocking anything. It just gives Good. you the guard token. But a lot of people 
uh, forget it. Taking the token actually, it's, 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 because it's so rare. Most of the time, you, you just keep your other uh, quartz token and don't worry about it anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's actually worth keeping it on him in that case. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But sometimes you you miss your your uh, defense roll even while on guard, and then you have to reroll it, uh, and then you better kill right. some things to get yeah. back. So okay, so we have uh, those are the two we think that two that we think are strong, worth taking a look at. Maybe you use them, maybe you don't. Uh, the first one is called Hearthstone Amulet, and uh, that one is uh, you it, it you can use it on anybody. When this fighter is dealt damage, reduce that damage by one to a minimum of one. Always good damage reduction, but plus one moon wound is a little bit better, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, because you're only on on three wounds, and yeah, if someone got an attack action on you, like for two damage, and you are on one wound, and if then you you want to have this the plus one wound uh, instead of this, because you can still be pushed into lethal, you can ping by whatever, um, right? Yeah, and then you're going down. Plus so, one wound is a little bit more reliable, and there are enough plus one wound upgrades right now, especially after the Ravagers uh, will come out. Yeah, that you better use one wound, in my opinion. But it's good. It's good. It has its uses. I mean, if, you, if you have a slot, it's not. Yeah, not if you bad, have a slot, yeah, there. do it. Yeah. No problem. Um, another one that we said is good if you have a slot um, is heightened reflexes, and uh, this one is a plus one move. Uh, but there is a reaction. Use this after an enemy fighter's attack action. Remove this fighter's Aether Quartz counters. If you do, this fighter makes an attack action that targets that enemy fighter, then discard this card. So it doesn't. you don't even have to be the target of the attack. You just have to be in range to make the attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. So And it's that's just like kind of like a secondary, like, maybe, maybe this happens. Maybe the situation shows up. But the plus one move alone is kind of worth it. Yeah, plus one move alone can be really cool, and yeah, it has several uses. Like you could you could do it like on your on your Behana to give him the extra move, get him up to four, and he mm -hmm. if, if he is getting attacked, you're likely to defend, and then you smash back. That right. that would be one use. Another use would be have it on your archer, and like if someone doing an attack, you, you are really likely. To, to be in range to to yeah. shoot at him sure. could be another use or even your island yeah, it's it is relatively flexible and yeah I I don't use it anymore be yeah yeah be because it's too situational but if you're building and planning for it but I keep forgetting about that yeah that it's it can be good you you can consider it it's not the strongest but yeah, worth considering. It's do you feel like? Card. Yeah. Do you feel like Bahanar needs more movement because he has two range on his hammer? So usually, and you're putting him up front usually anyway. So I feel he, like he, he, yeah. He does. He does. But he's getting that often from deserved confidence, um, and you can like push him through the gauntlet of command or something, or yeah, channel the the um, uh, the water. Uh, the river sorry right so there's a lot of stuff already that moves them around yeah so this would be just like a little extra thing but maybe maybe not depends on whether you have space um yeah. 
Okay, so let's. Uh, we have also one more idea. If you are planning on playing an aggro style deck or a flex deck, you may want to take a look at Mountain Stance. Um, and Mountain Stance is uh, is just for Bahanar, just for Banana Man, and uh, gives him. Uh, so so this is cool. Cleave cannot affect this fighter's defense rolls. Like you will not pass. Like forget it. Uh, you better crit out or you're not hitting this guy. And then on top of that, he gets plus one damage it, it to this fighter's range one or range two attack actions if this fighter has no move or charge tokens, which, again, he, he there are ways to move him around without giving him those charge, to uh, charge tokens or move tokens. Um, so uh, what do you think about this one, Stefan? I personally play it in every deck, but, but yeah. I'm playing them like aggressive uh, the reason is um, there are actually not too many plus one damage cards for them because basically the plus one damage on range one attacks like sting of the urgrab and stuff are basically mm -hmm. dead because only island can can use it all the right. other fighters have range two plus and then you basically only have great strengths and savage strengths but savage strengths reduce your defense you don't want that right you don't want yeah. that for him so you you basically have the great strength and you have the gauntlet of dominance, which is restricted but powerful enough to to put it in. And yeah, this is like your third way. And the side effect uh, to ignore cleave is re really good as well, because um, if he is getting attacked with cleave actions, the Vesselak comes to mind, some for example, or or Gurgoch, and yeah. It's actually hard for him to inspire because his shields don't count as successes anymore. And right. yeah, you can't inspire out of two shields even if the attacker has cleave. And even some some Morlocks and, and stuff, yeah, uh, taking the, the trinket for Predator cleave trinket, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Lady Harrow has cleave when she's inspired, yeah, and she's goes up she goes up to three damage. So yeah, it's a nice way to make him to make him a little bit more yeah, reliable. He's like impossible to kill once he gets this thing on him. Yeah, you can still roll yeah. shitty, but really yeah, it's it's, it's way more likely that he survives. And yeah. yeah, you really want him to survive. Because usually uh, I try to uh, save my cleave attack or give myself cleave somehow in order to attack him. Otherwise, yeah, I it, a lot of times you're just wasting time attacking him. And then yeah, when he's immune is. to cleave now, it's just like okay, well I'll just try to survive. Hopefully he doesn't kill me. <laughs> Yeah, often he, he will be just ignored because uh, guys look at him and see, oh, two shields right from the bat. Yeah, it's not odds on. You don't just, yeah, you find better ways to attack or more odds on attacks. And if he has the counter, it's like three shields if you miss one. Yeah. That's really, really tough to kill this guy. Once he put All one, right. I'll just say just from the perspective, I haven't played these guys yet, but playing against them, once. He gets that upgrade. I just don't bother attacking him anymore, unless yeah, I, like, the, I really the have is, to. Yeah, it's super good. Yeah. Yeah, in my opinion, it's super good. Yeah. Sure. Because you uh, will stand we... with him, and yeah, and and you can place the other fighters in a way that yeah, if your opponent has like only range one, you will be able to attack back with Banhammer, and you have to you have to one damage then because you have to move a charge token, or you just push him around with yeah. With other things, or he has the other one where he's he's on guard, right? Doesn't he have another one yeah. where where he's or is that part of his card? No, no, it's um that was the one we were talking before. 
Yeah, so yeah, that one. Yeah, if he has that one and that you can't, that he's not affected by cleave. It's really tough to kill him. Yeah, and you can get him warding companion and make him have one support. Yeah, that's the yeah. So then you're just like, he has a two plus save. He has a terminator save at that point. Yeah, yeah, then it would be really, yeah. But it's probably too much the warding companion as well. All right, we're good. Yeah. All right, so we did not see any upgrades that are good for objective style stuff. Um, so we're going to skip that one. So we can get to go to card awards now. All right, this is what we've all been waiting for. Uh, the first card award is the Hunting Aspect Award. This is a Dangle Bro specific shitty card. So it has to go to some crappy guy. So we were going to do Scry Owl Familiar, which really, really sucks. And that's like that stupid owl that Miari has so that he has like line of sight to everybody. But we said uh that doesn't he's just that's disqualified because it's not on that's on the leader it's not on a dangle bro so instead we're going to give it to vinari dagger and vinari dagger is a Sanella restricted card it is a one range three smash one uh damage uh uh upgrade like a weapon upgrade plus two damage on a crit's pretty good but you know the way that we roll especially on vassal it's like you're not going to get one so it's really just kind of a dumb little one range attack uh, and she's getting plus one damage if you she rolls a crit anyway with a normal attack shot. yeah exactly so forget it out uh the aggressive defense award we kind of already touched on because we were talking about channel if this uh the aggressive defense award goes to the most confusing card set and there's like all this weird stuff about the uh the inspiration mechanic and what happens if you play this and you know uh and then like something happens where you would inspire which we went over uh the ins also we've never really seen something where something uninspires like or inspires temper temporarily like i've never seen that before we don't know if you can play it on an a fighter that's already inspired uh, so there's a lot of weird stuff going on. And if you do play it on, it's on a fighter that's already inspired. Do they uninspire at the end of the round? If you don't spend the Aether Quartz token. So there's just like a lot of FAQ in that's probably going to come up here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Nothing the unintentionally <laughs> sexual card name award. This was tough because these, these guys are all do-gooders. You know, uh, no sex cars included in this. There's wallet. no, no nothing says blow, um, which is like just makes it a lot more difficult. Uh, so we we here here are the nominees. Uh, perfect formation. Eh, channel yeah. the river it sounds like eh. force of the avalanche. I mean, it's just like this was really tough. Like there's nothing. I just don't see anything. Uh. No, no true winner. Channel the River sounds like kind of QWERTY. Yeah. <laughs> Channel the River is when you're, you, you pee off the cliff when you're camping. <laughs> That's not sure. yeah. All right, we'll give it a Channel the River. That's a good one. Okay, so uh, the next one, uh, we have to give the Grawl. Grawl Award is given to the single best thing about this warband. Uh, we all have our own uh, nominees. Uh, Stefan, you get to start. What's your favorite thing about this warband? I really that's like the Grawl uh, Award for you. Yeah, for me, it's like the Ether Quartz uh, mechanic. It's something mm -hmm. fresh and new, a new resource you need to, to manage, and it makes 
playing them really interesting and i really love that uh that there are only three runes on all fighters you have no real dangle bro but you also have no real star yeah, yeah i love it new way that's cool that's a lot of fun um I think uh, I want to give uh, the the girl award to all the yoga poses that they're doing. I think that that's pretty unique as well. Like we definitely have Miari in like a tree pose, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, Bahanar clearly in mountain pose, which is good. I've been doing a lot of yoga lately, so it's been on my mind. Uh, Aileen is in like an Arda uh, Virahabhasana, which is like a low warrior pose. Bless you. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. And then uh, I did better with that than I did with any of the German stuff. And that's like in some sort of like ancient, like Sanskrit or something. And then uh, Sinella is like in some weird sort of like modified warrior too. So, um, so I, I think, I think just like a big win for yoga poses in general in the, in the tabletop community. Huge Random. win for yoga. Uh, yeah. All right. So minor, I just, I like the elemental ploy cards. I think they're really well designed and I like how you can use the, you can use them and get an effect and then get that bonus effect if you have the Aether Quartz counter. I think those are great. And then they have the they have the um surge objective that has synergy with it. I wish every warband had that. Mm. Yeah, it would be better if there was like a surge for like Nurgle that had like if you play like a cycle card. Well don't they have that, but only cards. one cycle is good. It's, All the elemental like, no, ploys like, are good. It's like an end phase objective. Oh, like, okay. plays it. It's like an oh, end wow. phase objective. For uh, one glory, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's not <good. laughs> so bad. Exactly. All right. Uh, speaking of so bad, let's go to the didn't even want it award. This is the single worst thing about the warband, the one we don't like. Uh, Stefan, what do you got? Uh, I actually hate that uh, they are so successful and so many guys are playing them. I really like to, I find them really cool and interesting, but I also like playing the underdogs. Yeah, and they right. are certainly not an underdog anymore. No, and uh, and now you got to deal with like mirror matches all the time. Yeah, that's that's why I mostly stopped playing them. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had a lot of success with them. Um, I, <laughs> I, right, right, exactly. Now, uh, for me, uh, the one thing that I don't like about them, and it's not that it's it's I know that they have to be all three wounds. Like I think that if they were four, it would they would be a little bit too. They would be a little bit more like you know harder to play against, and they would be a little bit more uh, you know p. But I, it's still just having three wounds. They're just so one shottable, and you have to always have that in the back of your mind that like one of these guys might just get like assassinated. And and I just don't like that. I, I like to have the four because it like it really makes your like I think Bahanar like should be four. He just looks like he should be four. But if he was, then he would never go down. So like I understand that it like has to be three, but it still kind of rubs me the wrong way. Uh, Randall, what do you think? Well, I just, I hate playing against Bahanar. He's, he just <laughs> pisses me off. He's so strong. Every, every time I play against this warband, it's just like, he laughs at me whenever I try to attack him. And then he kicks the crap out of me with his stupid hammer. And well, well, you're trying to kill him with like an uninspired glissette half the time. So it's like. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you gotta. Tr I mean, you gotta try to do something to him early, or else he gets all his upgrades, and then, and then it's actually yeah, impossible yeah. to kill him. Come on, Hetsu, right. you can do it. Only three you shots. You can do it. Let's go. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, Stefan, let's whip out your deck. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's let's talk about like what what you've been using. Um, this is now this is not the same thing that you used in the Vassal Clash. You actually updated this a little bit. Yeah, um, I updated it after the clash. So from, let's from let's go down let's go down the objectives. Um, and just real quick, um, yeah. I, I see a lot of people using frantic exchange with them. Yeah, you, it just makes sense about, if you're playing yeah. the the card draw as well. It's go it's going for free often. Even in the first round, yeah, it was super reliable, kind of. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put a pin in this card because I want to get to that. Uh, we have show of force. Team efforts good with them, I think, especially towards the end of the game. Uh, you're playing to the end, and you have some card draw. Um, unexpected pitfall because, of course, we have a lot of ping damage and we have stuff. Bold conquest. Uh, elemental blessing. Haughty exemplars. Pursuit of excellent. Dominant position. You playing with that? Holding two, yeah. holding one. No, holding more than your opponent. Just holding more than your opponent. But like, how many are you trying to stand on? You're trying to, how, how are you messing them up? Yeah, I have a lot of pushes. Oh, you have Nightmare in the Shadows. Yeah, yeah, I, I see it. Like Distraction, Nightmare in the Shadows, the Banhammer push, and the Gauntlet of Dominance. Okay. So, yeah, it, it. and Mischievous Spirit as well. Yeah, so it is kind Temple of like, River. you can often yeah. score it for free. Okay, um, I got to ask you about Run Ragged. Now, uh, I just, no, hold on, hold on a second. Before you do this, I just have to give a shout out to, to my friend, Steve, my other friend, Steven, who's who, from the Boston area. Whenever I play against him, he's playing Run Ragged. And every time he has it, I think it's stupid. And then every time he has it, he scores it. Yeah. What's it, going on with this Run Ragged, man? Why, why, we, like, your opponent has to do all this shit too, but. Like you uh, score it, don't you? I scored, yeah, pretty reliably. I, I, I'm loving this card. Uh, you know, the thing is, of course, it can be dead in some matchups. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I scored it with Gits. I scored it with Grimwatch. I have, I've done all the shit before. With, with Gits, of course, it's, it's a lot easier because they, they are like scurrying. Right, they and then you, a, yeah, yeah. You, you just have to kill or focus the fighters that haven't moved yet. Gotcha. And, yeah. and then you're like, it can be hard with them to score like round one, of course. Right. But on the other side, if you're playing against Crushers or Nurgle or another elite warband, it's often just really good, yeah. free, free glory. And the way I see it is you don't have to score it. Um, because in the matchups where it's hard to score, you are doing pretty good anyway. But the matchups that you don't like, it's basically too free glory. And yeah, then you, you have that advantage going for you. Free right. glory is often all you need to start your glory train going, this warping. And you have a surge of aggression in here just for the primacy stuff. All right, uh, Gambit, so you have a Buried Instinct Clutch, Yeah, I think. super good. Super yeah. good for me, Ari. Um, oh, yeah. if, he's, if, he's if he charged on the objective, he can be, to scoreboard conquest, he can be somewhat exposed. And mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of the time, if, the, if people are recognizing, yeah, he is running board conquest, he is running hunting board as well. That's two yeah, Miari things there. And, they will try to focus him down, and of course, um, yeah, they 
even if you are damaged, they can get the primacy token out of him. Gotcha. And so he has like a kind of a target on his face because he is after the archer uh, the second easiest to kill often sure so so in german the targets on your face not on your back is that <laughs> yes actually <laughs> that's weird because in english it's like you have a target on your back but in, yeah. but, but in the german expression is it's on your face that's funny okay yeah. so so you have it variants... should be on your neck for the german <laughs> Yeah. For, oh, man. Oh, All right. So we have, I'm just, I'm just going to move on to that. Uh, we have buried instinct. We have frenzied search because, again, you have to the end. You you have unnatural truce, which has be, become a pretty big staple in this game. I'm a little surprised, but but there it is. Uh, we have hunting bolt. It's unrestricted. I think that's why. Well, it's unrestricted because it's not as good. Um, yeah. So, good, yeah. good enough. <laughs> but good enough, right? It's good enough if it's not restricted. Uh, hunting bolt, nightmare in the shadows is a Shows uh, distraction, mischievous spirits, channel the river, channel the wind, of course, tectonic force, uh, all good stuff. Um, and then for the upgrades, I'm going to save that one because I want to talk about that. We have great fortitude, grit strength. Why not? Deserved confidence, the new hotness. I think that that's fine. Uh, Gauntlet of command, Gauntlet of dominance, crown of the dead. Who are we trying to put the stuff on? Yeah, Behenna. Uh, yeah. Everything on Behenna. Banana man. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're trying to throw everything on him. I gotcha. Heightened senses. Mountain stands, mountains gift. We all talk about this. Guardian glaive. That's the only one you don't throw on banner. <laughs> what, gar why guardian glaive? Guardian glaive, in my opinion, is is uh, a hidden gem uh, for really? them. Really, super okay. good. It is helping you to inspire because you can reroll mm -hmm. any dice if you are standing on an objective. Right. If you like charging oh, with your leader inspire, onto an objective. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you want to do score the bold conquest, and mm. if he is uninspired, his real his most accurate attack is the one damage uh, spell attack, but you could even yeah gain backlash damage from it. The other option is your oh, fucking yeah. one hammer, wolf bite attack, on on steroids, and yeah, guardian glaive is nuts there. And All right. There are situations where your banhammer and your island goes down. You need a way to pump up one of the range guys. Um, yeah, and then you can give them great strengths and the gauntlets and stuff, and they suddenly hit pretty, pretty hard. Gotcha. All right. So hot take, Guardian Glaive. All right. Well, giving, a, uh, giving an attack action upgrade to Miari himself is probably a pretty good idea because his attack is pretty garbage. Yeah, his beat stick is not Yeah, and, and a lot of guys, I see it over and over again, they just desperately, they try to inspire him. And yeah, trying his beat stick attack. Yeah, and it's so often just a wasted activation. If you Even if you inspire. Yeah, the, uh, if you can reroll anything, the chances are nearly the same to inspire with the Guardian Glaive, but you can do two damage while doing so. Yeah, and not get it like easily defended. All right. Well, if if you manage to get the the gift pack back in the day, there you go. Guardian glaive, hot take in the Miaris. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk matchups. Um. So you played a lot with these guys. Tell us when when you sit down to play a game on obviously on on Vassal or Tabletop Simulator because nobody does in person anymore. Yeah. Which yeah. warbands do you want to see your opponent bring to the table? Yeah, the the most easy ones are the ones where you're 
two damage uh, yeah, from the start really counts, like Horde, Warbands, Grimwatch, Gids. Yeah, they are, Grimwatch and Gids are probably the best for you. Gids is nearly, nearly impossible to, yeah, to lose, I think, because mm -hmm. they, are, they all have, yeah, one hot, dodge. Yeah. Or oh, the spoilers is also pretty good if they, yeah. but they at least they at least have Dragner uh, with with the rerolls in the first activation. They can they have a uh, they have a ch high chance to to get your Benhammer out. But you sure. can if but if he can charge you because he's four four move and range one, you can charge him as well. And you and he's three runes. So you if you have like channel the uh, the wind or something, you can often kill him in the first activation as well. That's okay. a yeah, pretty good matchups, and they have a pretty good matchup or one of the bad, not a pretty good matchup that would be too much probably, but one of the better matchups against Moloch. If yeah. you want to, if you want to put something against Moloch, it's probably them be or Frothcorn. We or Frothcorn, yeah. yeah, yeah, Frothcorn too, because yeah, because you have the what you do is like you you split your fighters like to the left and to the right side, two to the left, two to the right, and you you make Moloch choose which direction he wants to go, and with the other ones you're charging. Yeah, you ignore him, charging the squicks, never inspire him, and use any other quartz counters to just reroll defense stats. Yeah, and yeah. if if Ben Hammer is pumped up, you you're, you have really good chance to just kill him. Yeah, hit him, hit him a couple times. You might get him. All and right, you have so... even the cleave uh, on on Island or on uh, Sanella to get rid of the fucking stone. Yeah. Um. So oh, the 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 last week, and yeah. and we saw this to great effect because uh because the winner uh, Tuesday Daniel who won the uh, the Grand Clash had to go through two Molog's on yeah. the way in the semis and on the finals, and one of them was was Carlin. So yeah. Uh, it was and, and and you guys can go. I think that they have those games uh, posted on on uh, Discord. So if you want to go yeah. watch, you can play. watch that. Of course, he got a little bit lucky in the in the game with Carlin. Yeah, well, I, think. I mean, Carlin was yeah. the yeah, the his Moloch was a little bit better suited against the Elves matchups because he had all the push stuff and mischievous spirits and and, and distractions and stuff. Right, it could match them. On the other hand, Willis was a little bit more accurate with. Like uh, Hunter's Talisman, I I actually lost to Carlin. That denied me the top eight. He smashed me really hard. Yeah. Stella Squick keeps rolling crits in the defense row. <laughs> How is that a thing? <laughs> All right. Uh, now that's that's what you either want to see or don't mind seeing. Uh, yeah. What do you not want to see? Like what matchups do you think are difficult? I think the yeah. Crushers is a pretty difficult matchup because they are super tough to kill and they have two fighters starting with three damage. They often have the heal as well and yeah, it's a little bit easier if they are like the perfect match crushers. But it's okay. getting really hard when they are like more on the aggressive side and taking lots of accuracy things. Like their upgrade where hammers and swords are counting and or even victimize or hitting target or something like that. Right. And plus they're plus Yeah, two no, no, fighters no. with three damage right off the bat is yeah, it's ridiculous sometimes. Yeah, for... plus if you're playing with uh, like primacy crushes or they're yeah. not really gonna give them. 
that, that telephone yeah, number. They don't give it to you. They can some can kind sometimes of easily it. take it from you. Yeah, it's really tough to bring them down, and they score pretty reliable. Yeah, and they well, only it's it's oh, no, no, really hard. It is yeah. doable, but it's yeah, it requires a lot of planning and yeah, a certain play style. It's not not easy to pull off. And yeah, banshees can be a difficult thing um, because Lady Harrow yeah inspires to to three damage with cleave yeah. yeah, and what she can do is like charging through Behana, missing her first attack, reacting with the do attack again thing, but she will inspire yeah. before That's and then has right. the three damage and cleave and then killing mm -hmm. him. It yeah. can be a real pain in the ass. Oh yeah, I didn't think about that. That's true. Yeah, because it's it's inspire and then reaction. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who else? Um, yeah, I've never played the matchup myself, but I could imagine that Nurgle could be a problem with all the ping damage, because yeah, so low wounds. Uh, right. Yeah, you are affected by lethal hexes. Mm. But but Nurgle are not a real threat right now. No one is playing them. Yeah, they're not. Well, because I mean, you also me. said <laughs> you thought you thought curse breakers are also a bad matchup, but nobody's playing them. Yeah, they could be. Uh, I I haven't played the matchup either, but I can. Uh, depending what spells they are playing, um, if they play a lot of ping and yeah, and Amis uh, can get to three hammers, three damage, relatively easy. Uh, yeah, they often play blind hunger, which yeah can throw a good objective or a uh, good upgrade for you away or something like that. I feel like uh, we might see Curse Breaker come back if they, if they like put maybe more put magic, more spells. Yeah. yeah, if if more spells yeah. come into the game, maybe like at the end of this season they might start being strong again. So I think so as well. Yeah, right. and yeah, Rastos with the three hammers with cleave. It's he's only one plus one damage upgrade away from killing everyone. Uh, can be tough, but I haven't played the matchup. Uh, one, one matchup that I actually have played is uh, Thunderix Profiteers, and yeah, I've I think I didn't want a single game versus them until why, why is that? yeah, they have two damage with cleave, relatively right. easy Lund. with yep. Papa Thunderix and, Thundric and Lund, yeah. yeah, and yeah. They they are quite beefy as well once they are upgraded. The, the, it's not a ton of games, but it's like four or five. I've, I think I've never lost. Uh, I've never won a best of three with them. Yeah, and they are scoring quite reliable. And yeah, and uh, inspired drag cure can one shot your guys as well. All right, Stefan, I, I think we really covered that uh, that Miari's uh, faction really, really well. Thank you for doing that for us. Um, we're going to come to the final segment of the episode, which is the keys to salvation. And uh, Stefan, we usually allow our guests to be the one to present one. And you came up with a really good one about online etiquette. A lot of the games that are being played right now are online. They're either on Vassal or Tabletop Simulator or even Warhammer Underworlds Online. And you had a few ideas of how to treat the the other members of the community in in those platforms. So so take it away. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I want to talk a little bit uh, about that. The first thing is if you're playing... I can only speak for Vassal. I don't use Tabletop Simulator myself. I don't have it. But um, uh, 
the things I say now are like related to Vassal. So first thing, don't lock your room if you're playing um, so the people can watch you playing. Use open voice channels instead of private calls for conversation so people can join and listen while they observe. It's it's often like, well, people searching for a game, there's no free opponent yet. Yeah, what you gonna do? You join another game and, and yeah, jump in and watch the guys playing. And yeah, or I know even some guys who are like just sitting in front of the computer and painting miniatures or something while they're observe some games mm. yeah just just be open for it they they won't yeah they won't steal something from from you you can't train for grand clashes anyway just just let them observe yeah and if you play someone from your own country and you're talking like for example if i if i play a german guy and we are talking german if someone else joins our room I think you should switch to English to give them the chance to to listen to your game and understand uh, everything. Most of the time, you will understand it anyway because it's right. nerdish. It, like, <laughs> yeah. Right. But it, but but English tends to be the the most widely understood language out of all of them. I think yeah. so that that makes us that makes sense because even if you, you know, you know, even if somebody comes in and they're like Italian or French or something like that, they might also because in Europe everybody speaks every language. Because in America and we're idiots and we don't like see anybody who like speaks another language, so we never do it. But but in but in Europe, everybody nearby like everybody speaks at least one or two languages. Like you're, you're yeah. at least bilingual, and the other one is English. So I, I find that that's the one that like shows up the most. Yeah, it is for sure. And yeah, um, basically everyone is understanding it, at least on Vessel. And yeah, now like over 90% of the games are played in English anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah, just switch to English. Your, your opponent, if, even if he's from your, from your own country, he will understand you still. And it's more enjoyable for the observers. Okay. And another thing is just play everyone no matter how big the skill differences might be. Don't don't say to yourself, oh, uh, this guy is new. I, I can't learn anything. Like, yeah. I, I right. don't like the concept of good players only playing good players to, to train. Give right. something back to the community. We all started as noobs. And, Absolutely. Yeah. For, and, uh, and even more important, if you have like a name in the scene like new players they are starting to look at yeah even your, even your podcast for example and they they know you and they they might recognize oh i'm playing max bernstein i listen to his podcast i've yeah. totally gotten that oh, yeah yeah and you, can make, you can make someone's day or like yeah, Tommy Conboy or Michael Carlin or Benny Monaghan, all the all the big names in the scene that have won clashes and online clashes. Yeah, people people watch that and people wanna watch them. And yeah, even if they don't fully understand the game, if they are just interested, yeah, you be you maybe like the in this small community, you you might be a star in in 
in yeah, exclamation marks. You know, maybe like the Messi of Underworld. And if <laughs> the, yeah, like watching, put the, put the uh, asterisk on Max. Uh, yeah. I'm like, I'm like the catfish hunter of Underworld. Like, I'm just some like, I'm a like, I'm major league, but I'm definitely like maybe a one-time All Star. Like, and then that's it, and I'm done. And like, I'm just kind of like a middle reliever for the rest of my existence. Yeah, but it's like you can make someone's day, you know. If uh, yeah. after after me, for example, after me winning the the vessel the vessel clash, when I played guys uh, on vessel, uh, they they congratulated me and they were saying, "Oh, everyone is in Ukraine is playing a Wolfsburg deck, and can you explain me this card? Can you explain me that?" Yeah, and it it's it's really cool, and they're like, "Oh, thanks for the advice," and here and there, it, it's like giving something back and giving someone. A good feeling, even yeah. if it doesn't bring up your personal gameplay or it doesn't make you better, yeah, it maybe makes someone else better and have better games in the future. And it makes the com- it makes the community better, which is like yeah, it makes the community want. better. Yeah, you're doing something yeah. for the community growth. Just be open-minded, be up for questions, and yeah, be polite. You too can be special. Yes, Come on. everyone exactly. can. Doesn't cost you anything being a good person. No. A little bit of time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of time, but if, if you want to spend either. it on the computer anyway, why not? Exactly. Yeah. You're staring at a computer and talking to somebody. And then the other thing is like, yeah. w- one of the things that I think is the coolest about playing Vassal is just like meeting people from around the world. Like, Stefan, you and I would never have met if it were not for this game. No, never. And, like, I-, I would. I would never have played you drunkenly playing Steel Hearts <laughs> during the, one of those masks. <laughs> I remember which one that was. It, it was, like, was Steel Hearts. And it was Rose Pet. Uh, we, we played in two Vessel Clashes, actually. Yeah. In Vessel Clash 4 and 5, and I won 6. I got you once, and you got me once. Yes. And. Breakers. Uh, like, so, funny story to the end. When I played okay. Max in, in, in the latest Clash before the one I won, we were joking yeah. and, uh, and I was saying, oh, it's on my bucket list. I want to be invited sometime. And if you ever manage to, to win a, uh, a Clash <laughs> with Steel Hearts on Nurgle, I will invite you for sure. <laughs> and here we are. I did here it. We are. <laughs> you did That's it. what I'm saying. This is great. But I was your second uh, choice, to be fair. But <laughs> I was your second it. choice, but it was like, but I didn't say no. You didn't. <laughs> no, and, and, and Benny's got your back. Benny's got your back. Yeah. We'll get him on. He wants to do those. Yeah. He wants to do those vampires really badly. Um, yeah, but you know what, Seven? I'm really glad to have you on. I, I like that we're presenting multiple communities in multiple countries, and it's good to have you on. And and, and thanks for for taking us through that that whole Miari's thing. Uh, really really helpful we appreciate it yeah thanks for having me it, it as i said it was on my bucket list i can write it off now yeah <laughs> i love your podcast i've listened to every episode have um, you oh yes. that's uh that's a mistake but, but <laughs> that's, about that. it's a lot of time yeah, but, like, but i did actually uh with every underworld's podcast so yeah, you, don't yeah, be too proud of it. But but yours I mean, one. <laughs> what, I, what I like about your podcast is it's really all funny. three of them. Yeah, yeah all three. All yeah. three, right? Yeah, but not John's. But but the the rest. <laughs> not John's. Ah, come on. Well, he doesn't. He he only drops an episode every like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Although he did have a pretty good one with with our, with our buddy Derek. 
on there and and Derek also started it with a crack in a beer can so I felt uh, I felt a little nostalgic listening to that yeah I have to, yeah, I have to listen to it yeah yeah no it's a, it's a pretty good one it's about like TOing events it, it's a good one yeah I really love you I really love your podcast just for the songs <laughs> uh, okay just yeah, is gonna put out an album soon. Just a just yeah, a 12, yeah. 12 track album of of all the songs. I will I buy just, that. I'm, I'm I'm the Weird Al Yankovic of Underworlds. <laughs> yeah, this is great. I have, I have listened uh, to some of the songs. Uh, which, which better get my money? I've listened to that. <laughs> while, that's while the best cooking. That's, like, that, that's on your shuffle. It's on my my hot rotation. <laughs> Exactly. Make myself that, a quarry. Yeah. It <laughs> was so super awesome. Uh, right, really let's bring it home. I shouldn't have done it. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. I, I, every time, just, just just real quick, like every time I, I got it, there's like one moment every time I'm recording one of those where I just like step back from the microphone. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> and then I just like shake it off and go back. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, Seven, thank you for coming on. We are happy to have you. You were our second choice, but you are our best choice. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> All right. Randall, did we do it? Yes. We did it. All right. So we're going to sign up for Battle for Salvation. Max Bernstein. I'm still Randall Slate. That's and Stephen. I'm Steve, Stephen, whatever you yeah. call it. Uh, Randall has to do a lot of cutting now. Four, four hours to one or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll have this one by mid-March. It's fine. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Enjoy while you're having your Easter breakfast. <laughs>